To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Latest net migration stats show a record high number arriving over the past year, 92,600 people. A sociologist and immigration specialist believes we have COVID to thank, among other factors like lifestyle changes. But are we leaving New Zealand at near record rates as well? Massey Uni Professor Paul Spoonley joins us now. Morning to you, Paul. Morning, Kat. Are these all new people or is this made up of many who'd left during COVID and now just returning? Um, mostly new people. There are some who went during COVID because the times were so uncertain. But no, no, this, this is new business. What countries are they coming from mainly? Well, what, that's interesting because the country that dominates nearly all visa categories is now India. So if you'd been talking to me three, four, five years ago, it would have been China. But China's dropped down the list. And the Philippines is number two. Uh, and four and five are Fiji and South Africa. Okay. Well, Philippines gives me hope. Have we got some nurses coming in? I mean, what's the main drivers in terms of categories? Because, I mean, are they heart surgeons or are they Uber drivers? Uh, Well, I hope they're heart surgeons. No, I'm um, recruiting internationally for medical, um, the medical workers is a problem. So all high-income countries are facing huge shortages in terms of the medical workforce. Yes, um, out of the Philippines comes elder care workers, health care workers. Uh, not so much surgeons, but nurses particularly. Good. Are there some things that we're doing better as a country now to invite this sort of immigration, or have we just got our act together in terms of actually opening ourselves back up? Uh, we're opening ourselves back up. So this is these figures reflect the first full 12 months since all uh, restrictions were um, taken off. So it's it's really the first indication of what post-COVID migration would look like. Mm. Uh, you mentioned, Kate, the, the numbers, 96,000 is extraordinary. Mm. I mean, you and I were talking perhaps pre-COVID about numbers like 70 or 80,000 net gains as being very, very high. And so we've, we've really gone stratospheric. This is a huge, huge rebound. Some of the policy settings are not working very well. The accredited employer scheme is not that good mm. um, in terms of some of the things. And you're hearing these these stories of exploitation after arrival. So even though we've got some clunky administrative policy settings, people are arriving. And can I just keep, keep on that, uh, keep talking on that, Kate? Because I don't think people quite realise how positively New Zealand is viewed. So well, the US news, you go on. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, is it sustainable though? I mean, so we're viewed positively and they want to come. Can can we yeah. handle it all? We've got the infrastructure, we've got the houses. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the Productivity Commission produced that report last year so, and said we were growing at 2.1% population growth, which is three times higher than most high-income countries are growing at the moment. And it's largely driven by immigration. But of course, they also pointed out that we're just not keeping up to up to pace with the with the population growth. So these figures not only hit that two point one percent annual population growth a year, they go through that. We we 
We're growing really fast. But... And there's no other country growing as fast as this because of immigration. Also, though, Paul, departure numbers are on the rise. More than 40,000 people left. How significant is yeah. that? Oh, no, that's huge. So we've got a traditional pattern of non-New Zealanders arriving as immigrants. We've got a pattern of New Zealanders leaving. And so we, we have a net loss each year, and it was highest during those... Um, Last years of the key government, when it hit 44,000 net loss, and in one year we had 54,000 who left to uh, live in Australia alone in just that one year. And so we're now approaching those same figures again. This is a net loss of almost 40,000 New Zealanders. Um, and again, that's probably a bit of, you know, post-COVID, we couldn't move, now we can type activity. Mm. But that's a concern. And there are other gaps, by the way, Um in, in terms of these, these are work, people coming here to work. The numbers coming as international students are about half of what they were pre-COVID. So even though uh, we, we had about 82,000 here on study visas, and now it's 34, I think. Yeah, so well there are some categories which are well down. Yeah, and that part's a shame, I think, because, I mean, this, the international students is, you know, it's a moneymaker. That's what we want back, isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't know if it, that's good or bad news, actually. Paul Spoonley, Massey Uni sociologist and immigration specialist. I guess it depends which way you slice it. What we want is skilled migration. Uh, we want the people with the skills. That's what we need. For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to Newstalk ZB from 5am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.